0: Greetings and salutations. This is Cage's Kiss, the ultimate cage cast. We'll discuss each of the National Treasure's cinematic masterpieces and his life. We'll also try to glean whatever kernels of wisdom that we can from his character that week. I'm Cindy Lou Who, or Adrian. And?
1: I'm Linda Castro, but uh, this week you can call me some sort of uh, Christmas cheese. I don't know. Cheese log.
2: Ew. And I'm Alfie, the most annoying thing to come out of Dana Carvey's asshole in this whole fucking movie, so I'm going to talk like this the whole time. Rodahoo Doristale.
0: This is the story of Nicholas Cage and how his heart was two sizes too small. But then he came to a crappy small town in Pennsylvania, and it grew three sizes that day. For it's nineteen ninety four, and we happen to be discussing "Trapped in Paradise," a movie that I thought I'd seen, but it was some other movie that I didn't really remember, or made up in my head. That's the perfect description
2: for this movie.
3: <laughs> That's about what happened. Uh, so, uh, this this week's movie—it's a Christmas movie. Um, Christmas. So, uh, it takes place in uh, Paradise, Pennsylvania, but it's shot in Canada. Um there is a real town called Paradise, Pennsylvania. Its population is a little over a thousand, ninety eight percent of whom are white. Uh it's in Lancaster County, and it's a quarry town.
1: It's a quarry.
3: That's right, it's a quarry. A quarry. But you know, it's on a list of Pennsylvania's most delightfully named towns like Bluebell.
1: <laughs> <Tee-hee-hee-hee>.
3: <laughs> now I don't I don't know if the real town looks like the one in the movie. The one in the movie actually reminds me of old Saybrook, Connecticut. Cause like, I feel like they were trying to go for like this kind of like charming, sort of New Englandish kind of thing. But it's like Pennsylvania. It's like, isn't that kind of like steel towns and wanting to kill yourself and Appalachians? And yeah, like I, I knew a guy in college. Uh, my, my, my roommate, my freshman year in college was from Pennsylvania and he just made it sound like it was like the most depressing, like nightmare of like Victor Hugo or John Steinbeck combined.
1: Uh, they got that that uh Hershey factory up there, I hear,
3: yeah, oh, they got that oh, there, yeah, I hear nobody goes up that road no more,
1: oh no, no, not ever since the ever's boy,
0: oh, that's right,, oh. No. Oh, no. the chocolate of a man's heart is crunchier.
1: <laughs> can't we just review that movie? Uh, you
0: know, I want <laughs> no, Linda, we can't do that because we're in Whoville. Uh,
1: How do you like my boyish coffee? So I guess we um, should just. So uh, let me let
3: me talk oh, let me no. talk about so so uh so we we were in Cage's Sunshine trilogy before <laughs> we're out of that now, and so we've also briefly Doesn't departed like we we've, we've well yeah no, no yeah so it's, it's a little bit in Cage's Granny territory here again, uh, but this, we're outside of box office success. I could not find a site that would report this movie's budget, but it only brought in six million dollars at the box office.
2: Right.
3: And I actually researched Hooray. this a little bit. Um. So this opened uh, on the weekend of December 2nd, 1994. It opened at number seven. So one way or another, it was sucking wow. some shit, right? Hmm. Yeah. And here's what it opened behind. It op- Number one was uh, Tim Allen, the Santa Claus. Uh, number two oh. was Star Trek Generations. Generations. Yeah. Uh, number three was Junior. Junior. <laughs> uh, so none of those are good, by the way. Um, number four was Interview with the Vampire. Oh hey no. Wow. Uh, uh after that is That's Lowdown Dirty Shame, Lowdown Dirty Shame. Uh then The Lion King.
1: Uh wow. now none
3: of none of these movies were in their opening weekend either. Th- these were all like second, Oof. fourth week things. Like these were all like pretty pretty far down. In fact, only th- there were there were two other movies that opened that week and for the movies that opened that week, uh uh Paradise did beat the other two cuz the other ones were Cobb where Tommy Lee Jones plays Ty Cobb, and something Jeez. called Tom and Viv, which I've seen on shelves but never had any interest in, just because that title is just such a turnoff. But yeah, no, this thing was like a like a militantly shit sucking box office like like catastrophe. Um, it's rated. I wonder why it's it's not well, it's not <laughs> it's not good. It's not good. Um, it's rated very low well on Rotten Tomatoes. A lot of critics pretty re, pretty universally reviled it. And it makes sense, but what I don't understand is why all the hate that belongs so squarely to so many of the other Cage movies we've seen went to this movie. Like Maybe people just said, this
2: far, no further? They were
3: sucking the fucking cock of goddamn Honeymoon in Vegas, and fucking it could happen to you, and for some reason, this is the one that's not good enough. What is wrong with this country? What the
1: fuck? Well, and the director, writer George, yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, um, blamed yeah. the the actors on it, on the failure. Okay, well, fuck, I do want
2: to blame fuck, Dana Carvey. Fuck George.
3: Ga- <laughs> no, no, Dana, 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 I like I like what Dana Carvey was doing because he based his entire performance on young Mickey Rourke.
1: Yeah. <laughs> and 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 so yeah. he's got the,
3: he's got all that facial mugging that Mickey Rourke would do. Mm-hmm. You know, they he's like, "Hey, I my name's Alvin Furpo and I just figured out that uh, all that Robin kind of bullshit, you know, it's not that great maybe." <laughs>
2: I just wonder if him and Cage actually came to fisticuffs on set like maybe Cage felt like he was trying to shade him was like are you mocking my acting style
3: we, yeah, we got that's 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 what's good about this week's movie by the way as opposed to last, week, last week's movie is that we have Cage caging we yeah. have him caging yeah. all kinds and that's probably because George Gallo is not a director he's a chunk of shit by the way. This is not taking anything away Amen. from Cage, but nobody told the actors what to do. He's just like, "Yeah, just yeah. do whatever you want." So Cage is like, Key <laughs> although we get <laughs> that like
1: uh, frightening line of "Call me Dad." Yeah,
3: yeah. yeah.
2: What are you? <laughs> two years old?
3: Yeah, yeah. So, uh, but let me let me talk about Mr. Gallo while we brought that fucker up. Okay. Yes. This is his second movie. Yes, he had more than one somehow. Uh, His first movie was something called 29th Street that I think had Danny Aiello. Um, And I have actually seen like the first 15 to 20 minutes of it and fuck that movie. (laughs) That's all I'm (laughs) going to say. And uh, he didn't direct another movie again after this until 2001 when he did Double Take with Eddie Griffin and Orlando Jones. Jesus. Yeah, remember that shit? Nobody does, but it happened. No. Um, so he directed uh he's directed movies since then, but it's shit that you like would never even want to see. Okay, here's some titles. Just just give me your honest reactions here. Lay it on me. Local color. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, it really gets your dick hard, don't it? Uh Columbus Circle.
1: I prefer Columbo.
3: And Mom's New Boyfriend. (laughs) <laughs> is that on
1: cinemax <laughs> uh, that, that cinemax. one had antonio
3: menderes i saw none wow. of those now I uh that. now uh like some of our other guys uh george Gallo is actually more of a writer than a director um he was a writer on michael bay's bad boys yeah. with the martin lawrence um and he wrote the original midnight run with charles groden and robert de niro
1: And fun little story, uh, Bad Boys was actually supposed to uh, star Dana Carvey and John Lovitz, but the uh, script was such shit. Huh. Yeah, yeah, believe it or not. Um, And the the script was such shit, and uh, they had to keep rewriting it. And uh, in fact, like, so uh, John Lovitz just got to the point where he's like, no, I can't, I can't do this shit. And uh, Disney pulled out because they were like, no, we can't do this shit. So then you got uh, somebody eventually put out a a decent script and uh, we get uh, the beautiful classic movie we have today of bad boys.
2: And Michael Bay said, I never pull out. (laughs) <laughs>
1: uh, 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 ew. wherever you are michael bay <laughs> fuck you is he mom's new boyfriend
3: <laughs> uh, <I've got> some <laughs> here i'm just gonna get started on this because the movie's on in the background please
1: wise choice um uh, i suppose we should give a recap of the movie uh, um
2: does it need it <laughs>
1: uh, let's i'll give, give you a recap with.
2: motherfucker <laughs> <laughs>
0: so uh, once upon a time in the magical city of new york which may look a little bit like quebec sometimes who knows yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. there is a magical restaurateur headway to manager type guy played by nicholas cage <sighs> he finds a wallet in the subway and contemplates taking eight hundred dollars out of it i mean who wouldn't take eight hundred dollars out of it it's freaking free money god damn it yeah it's street cash but uh, he it's finds a picture of two cats in the wallet <laughs> and some
3: kids and says, oh, shit, I Meow. can't do that. And they're really cute cats. Yeah, that's <laughs> true. Uh, they're all cross-eyed. Be like,
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> so he goes to confessional and says well shit I like nearly stole this wallet but I popped it in the mail and didn't I think I'm as bad as my two brothers who are in jail and the priest says no fuck by the way they're getting out and Kate is like no way man it's too soon and the priest is like no lie man just fact look in the newspaper the prisons are like crowded and shit <laughs> and so yeah. his brothers oh, Dana Carvey <laughs> and John Lovitch tell a story about a pterodactyl and get out of jail then they oh. try to get Cage to take them Gah. to Pennsylvania to see one of their old cellmates' daughters who won't visit him. Only Cage won't go, because he's their dad now, even though he's their brother.
1: Did you yeah. say a cellmate or sodomite?
0: <laughs> yes, I, it's it prison. It's the same thing.
1: <laughs> okay, fair enough.
0: <laughs> Bomb chicka bum bum. <laughs>
3: Uh, yeah, so, uh, 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 the, the cops are, are coming to Cage's restaurant and, uh, and, uh, John Lovitz is like, they found your wallet in the Bronx at a crime scene. So they get whisked away to Pennsylvania in a small town called Paradise, where they nearly run, run over a, uh, cop on a horse who's differently abled. Uh, the chick that they're looking for named Sarah, there's only one Sarah in town, by the way, even though her last name is different. It uh, yeah. turns out she works at this really crummy bank where there's an, a 90-year-old security guard who's always asleep and a, a security camera that's not plugged in. Aha. And, Aha. and and Cage's temptation for larceny has grown too great, and so they get a bunch of guns out of the trunk and go to rob it. But uh, then there's complications. They can't leave town. It's really snowy. Cage feels bad. And there's some like kind of tacked-on yeah. romance side plot. and. Some small totally town shit. On. And, uh, okay, so, like, every, basically, everything after the robbery is tacked on.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
2: So, uh, yeah.
3: this is shot, this is shot in Canada, like I said. Uh, you're never in New York, you're never in New Jersey, you're never in Pennsylvania, you're in fucking Canada. Um, yeah. and, uh, the, the filmmakers decided that even though it's Canada and it's pretty snowy, it wasn't snowy enough. So, this movie uses 75,000 pounds of potato flakes to rep- represent <laughs> snow. And, you know, it looks like snow. It's fine. I don't know. Um, yeah. Like I said, uh, Dana Carvey, you know, Dana fucking Carvey, everybody. Uh, th- this guy this guy was a star on Saturday Night Live, and he kind of got short-ended by, by, by his movie career. He was born in 1955. Yeah. Uh, he was a very well-regarded Saturday Night Live cast member from 1986 to 1993. He won Emmys for it. Um, in 1994, he did three movies. So there's this one, which is obviously not that good. Uh, there's Road to Wellville which is not oh, yeah. that good. Oh, yeah. 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 With the Matthew Broderick and the, uh, um, uh, freaking Anthony, Anthony Hopkins. Yeah. Uh, and Bridget Fonda. Again. Anthony. Yeah. Anthony and Hopkins doing a really nice out there, uh, performance, uh, by the way, road to Wellville, which is from the director of birdie. Um, yeah, that and, uh, that year he also did queen slate, which I really enjoyed, but people are oh, like, blank slate. it's, it's it? a no queen slate, queen slate. Oh, it's the one where he's the hmm. private detective who loses his memory yeah. every time he goes to slate. And people, but, but
1: even he says it was shit. He was surprised that it was released. It's it, I,
3: honestly, I didn't think it was that bad. But where critics compared to the Groundhog Day, which I think is unfair. But like, I don't you really know, know, but the sad thing is, is that is in starring roles, uh, Dana Carvey's only successful movie was actually Master of Disguise, that Ugh. that PG rated oh, piece God. of shit where he plays Pistachio disguisio. Yeah, yeah, that that fucking thing that made a fuckload of money. God knows why, because there's no fucking justice. That's why.
1: <laughs> but he was also Garth and Wayne's World. Yeah, so. Yes, and mm-hmm.
3: Wayne's World too. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Did you know that uh, when they started doing the Wayne's World sketch on Saturday Night Live, Mike Myers initially did not want Dana Carvey to be a part of it because he thought he'd be overshadowed?
1: No. I believe it. Because Dana awesome. Carvey
3: was more established on the show at that point and was more of a star. Yeah. you know. Mm-hmm. And uh, – oh, wait. So, by the way, speaking of Mike Myers, this is like Table Flip the movie. <laughs> Oh, God. Because there, there there are two different scenes where people randomly flip tables when they're all pissed. That's true. Yeah. That's true. Uh, so in this movie, we get Donald Moffat, um, who plays the uh, bank manager Clifford Anderson. Uh, hey. You you may know him for John Carpenter's version of The Thing. Uh, he was also in Troma's uh, Monster in the Closet, which is beautiful. <laughs> he was on the Logan's Run TV series as The Android Dude. He was in Robert Altman's Popeye. And he was the fucking president of the United States in Clear and Present Danger, also in nineteen ninety four. How dare you, sir?
2: <laughs> How dare you. Uh, oh,
1: that sounds familiar.
2: Yeah. <laughs> Do you guys remember when the president left a message for
1: us?
3: <laughs> <laughs> oh boy, the well,
1: president. Um, it was a message for Cage that he left through us uh
3: uh linda yes. pointed out to me uh this this week that uh mage is in this from twin peaks Yes, and uh, the movie sh- the movie she did after this was something called french exit
2: <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck does that <laughs> mean oh i don't know donnie
1: donnie get lucille <laughs> <laughs> that is the- i am
2: <laughs> not getting a french perspective on you this.
1: have to ask if that's the butthole
2: <laughs> uh, I I will at the end of the episode <laughs> when we get to the end. Footois Mickey Rock.
1: Uh oh.
3: <laughs> you want that French perspective? The Jerry Lewis. <sighs> <laughs> I'm still drinking, by the way. Oh good. I'm drinking for both of you. You need it. Um, I appreciate it. Uh, oh, you know we also have also has... another well-known character actor in here. Um, we've got Richard Jenkins as the FBI dude. Uh, he was in a fuckload right. of things. You've seen him in just about everything. Uh he played he played the evil lawyer there in It Could Happen to You. Uh he yeah. was in Step Brothers, you know, those breasts.
1: Yeah.
3: Um yeah. and uh he Unfortunately, got uh, unfortunately <laughs> he his was
1: six feet under too.
3: His film debut was in Silverado. Aww. yeah. That oh, was a awesome. pretty pretty undistinguished uh beginning there.
2: Um, Yeah, we should also make mention to Florence Stanley, who also played the Grandma on the Dinosaurs TV show, as well as other movies.
3: Are we sleeping together? I think not. It's Mrs. Furpo, (laughs) goddammit. Beautiful dreamer, wake unto me.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I. I was thinking it was. Uh, uh, I was thinking about the episode of Dinosaurs where you get to a certain age and they they hurl you hurling day, they hurl you yeah. off the, the cliff. <laughs> yes, <laughs> <we do. laughs> oh, oh, that show! Uh,
3: our uh, our movies ah, music uh, was composed by Robert Folk, who did the uh, theme to Police <laughs> Academy. In fact, he scored all the Police Academy right. movies, from what I could tell. Uh, he scored uh, Bachelor Party. Oh shit! Boat trip. This is going to tie in well with face off <laughs> and uh, lawnmower man too. Beyond cyberspace.
1: Oh shit! Wow.
3: Uh, cinematography was by Jack N. Green, who was regular for Clint Eastwood. Uh, he shot oh. uh, Unforgiven, among other things. Um, he shot Uncommon Valor for Ted Kotcheff with with the uh, with the freaking Gene Hackman, and he also shot the Nicolas Cage version of Left Behind.
1: <laughs> uh, is it the worst oh, cage movie? It might be.
3: Uh, I don't know. Oh, oh, oh! I think my free rental just ran out here.
1: <laughs> Huzzah! Oh, okay, so I need
3: either need to pay four dollars or not keep watching. I'm gonna opt not to keep watching because I'm pretty much <laughs> done Trek's with in choice. Paradise. Uh, viewers at home, uh, you can rent this movie for just $4 on Amazon Prime, but, uh, just don't do that. That's yeah. still too
2: much. Yeah, yeah, I think,
3: I think I'd like my $4 back, maybe with change. Um, yeah,
2: even when I rent movies, I always go for the standard definition, because there's no way anyone should pay $4 for any of these movies, but especially that movie, it's maybe a i i were. feel
3: like i feel like on this movie honestly i was fairly on board with it until after the robbery because before then you don't really have the sap and well yeah, yeah that's um they, and if then, we're gonna start getting to the film also this is really fucking long for a cage movie by the way most of the most it of the was, cage movies yes. we've been watching have been dutifully within the 90 minute range somewhere between yeah. like 89 and 99 minutes you know and this one's yeah. a fuck Fucking uh, hour and fifty one minutes. This is a it goddamn epic. Like two and a half. This is hours. like the Cotton Club yeah. all over again. Exactly, you know? and, but that's, and that's, that's, that's was... because George Callow is a fucking spaz.
2: Edit, you is, fucking sack of shit, like they're in a bowl. Part of the point. problem I had with this, like, like this, this movie, movie, just it had nothing going for it. It's like the first half was pretty interesting because you're establishing that Nick Cage has morals. He's trying wouldn't to prove that, he's better than his cheap Wouldn't that have been interesting? If any of that out had been window, he has he has a fucking nice-paying job. It looks like know, yeah. But yeah. then, and but he has this—he to has, this,
3: has this weird compulsion, you know, for for what at least what he yeah. considers to be larceny. And there's the wallet theme. They start out with that wallet theme, yeah, where he thinks that by not returning the wallet or by delaying returning the wallet, he fucked his karma. Right.
1: And he has a real, he loses car. his
3: wallet. He almost doesn't react to it. I'm like, oh, yeah. I thought you set something up with the wallet. What the fuck? Yeah.
2: yeah. And that's just it. It's like, as soon as they get to the bank and they start looking at it, he knows they're there to case this place, but he's the one that does all of it for them. And the moment he hears how much money is coming into the bank, he has a fucking organ. Yeah, yeah All of a sudden, yeah, and then like, puts "Fuck yeah, we're top. gonna rob he this feels place." feels like it's
3: destiny or some shit. And it's yeah. like, so like, do his brothers know that he has this weird element inside of his character to be like them, to be a petty thief? Because John Lovitz yeah. is a compulsive liar, and Dana Carvey is is a kleptomaniac. He's like, you know, humorously stealing cereal and like money from tills and like yeah, Christmas well, ornaments even... off of trees.
2: Yeah, freaking Lucille was though. like, he looked like he had things set up for himself. Yeah. Why is he just going ape shit all of a sudden over this you know, fucking they money? they could have
3: made a whole, like, nature versus nurture kind of a theme. You right. know what I mean? Yeah. Like, you know, they got and they got their mother in there, who's a fucking laugh riot. You know, it's like, I miss all the oh, creature God, yeah. comforts we used to have. And Cage is like, I the original owners liked them even better. Are you saying all that stuff yeah. was stolen? You know, they didn't have a shred of evidence except our fingerprints.
1: <laughs> well and i oh, have, that scene they have a really saying...
3: adorable cat on the couch in the background oh. that's true yes linda but
1: i have to agree with what you're saying about everything feeling tacked on especially the romance because they're at one point oh god he yeah. um sarah he's upstairs had... <laughs> yes he's had <laughs> what like four what the hell or five is that lines with her and then he tries to kiss her and she says what are you doing and he says i don't know what is he, he doing says, you know yeah they don't yes but, it's exactly what i was this thinking. this is the, the same problem he we hear with
3: it with it can happen to you
2: by the way it's like it's like
3: yeah it's like, like yes. we've
2: ever talked before who are you all of a sudden <laughs> well i mean at least this was worse than that because the first time he sees her he immediately puts on creeper eyes where yes. it's like i'm fucking you with my eyes It's like are you married it's like why are you proposing yes
3: yeah. <laughs> he also, uh, you yeah, know, we get we get we get really unhinged Cage. If you want unhinged Cage, this is the thing to see. I mean, like this is this is like um, you know, this is like some fucking uh, dead fall, You know, fucking vampires kiss, just like off the yeah. rails Cage. Like,
1: is well, it life, right? Ah, oh! it's due to the uh, lack of direction that well, yeah, they received yeah, no, from George Gallo. Like, like, so you get yeah. so that that.
3: what but, but really, that results in the only good thing about the movie is that Dana Carvey, John Lovitz, and Cage just kind of go for it. And yeah. they're go they're doing their best. And, and, uh, Linda, you were going to, you were going to talk about John Lovitz, what John Lovitz said about the movie. I'm assuming it's the same thing I read about the movie is that George Gallo refused to give direction to actors. So yeah. Cage had to direct some scenes himself.
1: Yeah. Did you have much. any more on that? Uh, yeah. John Lovitz was saying that, um, you know, he was personally having a bad time. His father died on Christmas and they have been shooting at night in the dark while the temperature was about, like, 25 degrees below for about six weeks. Jesus fucking Christ. And so, Christ. yeah, everybody Wait, was in they're shooting in actual
3: winter and there's still 75,000 pounds
1: of fake snow. It's Canada. <laughs> yeah. I
2: want realism.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. But I have this great quote. I've got a couple great quotes Yeah, from yeah, him. yeah. Lay it on me, but, man. But, um... He says, quote, well, I feel like I'm very fortunate to be in movies at all, but I called it Trapped in Shit. (laughs) (laughs) I I love Dana and Nicolas Cage was great and we became friends, but the director just wasn't there. He wasn't directing. But the director would say, just do whatever you want. He was bragging about what a great director he was before he hired us. I'm as good as Rob Reiner and Martin Scorsese. This is George Gallo. fuck? I said 29th Street? Street,
3: by the way, is about goomba up, like mobster type Italian-American right. New York types, and it's shot in it's shot in like in, in the South.
2: No. Have you heard of Socrates, Plato, morons?
1: <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. So oh God, this like is like the beautiful part. He says, don't you think you should let other people say that? <laughs> we, we never even got to read the script. He'd go well, let's rehear- rehearse this, I'd go, oh, good, we get to rehearse. And he'd start screaming at me, do whatever you want. And I go, Say and do whatever you want is not direction. It's not. What no. the fuck? Well, I mean, technically it is
2: now. I mean, that's what Paul Feige did with the new Ghostbusters and the last Will Ferrell movie that bombed. See, Yeah, see, that doesn't fucking work. You have to have a goddamn vision.
3: Like, like, you know what, Robert Altman shit, people think like, oh, Robert Altman, he just lets them do whatever they want. It's like, no, they do that during rehearsals. The improvisation occurs during rehearsals. They work it into a script. This is how Goodfellas was made. It's like they work with the material, they see where the flaws are, and the actors fix it. That's how that shit is. You don't just point a camera and let shit happen. That's how you make a goddamn Norman Mailer movie. Which is well, garbage. In comedy, yeah. you
1: can have scenes with improv, but like, right. he was just- As long he as wasn't... you have alternate
3: it's... takes, but you have to, you have to, yeah. you know, right. like like how Kubrick directed George C. Scott, right? Because George yeah. C. Scott was uber serious, he was like, now just for fun, let's do a goof take. And he only used the goof takes. Yeah. And, that's, and that's how he did it, he outwitted him.
1: <laughs> well, Can apparently... we also talk
2: about- a... Go ahead.
1: Oh, uh, sorry. During the the scene where they took the they were taking the trash bags out of the trunk of the car and uh changing clothes, <laughs> um Nick Cage asked Gallo what he wanted for the scene, and Gallo replied with, do whatever you want. This <laughs> is his so- only fucking
3: direction for the whole thing. It's like it's not about yeah. what we want, you're the
1: goddamn director. <laughs> and apparently like cage got pissed off and he he replied with no and ended up directing the scene himself and uh, in these scenes you just you can't improvise them and like john lovitz was saying quote you have to shoot a master then you shoot coverage you have to match everything you have to plan it out it's absurd yeah no
3: but based on what i've heard about this
2: one it's amazing the 29th street even got made but i am not um, even surprised uh, um, well, my final thing. No, I was thing gonna audience... say, we should really talk about this movie and how this whole town is basically incestville because <laughs> yeah, everyone right. seems to have a mentally handicapped oh, Okay, yeah, yeah,
3: no, uh, there's, there's, there's Clovis. There's, there's the sheriff's son who's also his deputy who rides a horse named Merlin, who they nearly run down yes. on their way into town for you people who are never gonna watch it and should never fucking watch it. They nearly yeah. run down the horse. Uh, 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 Clovis falls off the horse. He's all cross-eyed. He's like, and, and Cage says, is he mentally retarded? And John Lovett says, yes. Yeah. It's 1994. They still said retarded. Yeah, and then
1: and then some almost kind of immediately
3: retarded. afterwards in the bank when Dana Carvey's going all klepto on the Christmas tree, Cage says, excuse my brother; he's mentally retarded." So they just yeah. threw this around back then. Um, mentally you know. retarded. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mentally. <laughs> and by the way, Cage has this kind of Brooklyn sort of an accent that comes and goes. So,
1: well, he also gets that Peter Lowe accent back in the beginning too, where he says, "What are you uh, two years old? You want to see a puppet show? You want to see a puppet show? Get some <laughs> balloon? <blues? laughs> <laughs> you
3: guys can't leave the state, so call me dad.
1: Call <laughs> me dad.
3: Uh, so settle oh, so in fuck. <laughs> God damn motherfucker! Okay, had, so on a lighter note, on a lighter, on a lighter note, uh, after after the after uh, Cage picks up uh, Dana Carvey and John Lovitz, like after the after they're out on parole, uh, they almost immediately uh, start robbing the till at the store, and and so they run out the back after the cops are called. Cage throws John Lovitz and Dana Carvey up against the wall, and the cop comes up. Cage flashes his wallet and says, "I'm Sergeant Dickman, Queens, off duty. <laughs> Who the hell are you?" And the guy says, "Officer Bernie, uh-huh. sir." <laughs> it's like I got the mirror on my ass. Bring the car around and get me, so we can take away this scum. Bernie,
1: <laughs> Bernie. Uh, um, uh. I just have one more thing to say about do it, do uh, what it. a douchebag Gallo please, was. Please, do. Gallo
3: is a douchebag. Um,
1: fuck, fuck
3: Gallo. Uh, <laughs> Wherever you are, we hate you. I have been drinking.
1: Yeah, come at us, motherfucker. motherfucker. Um, John Lovett said, "Quote: I don't care. I'll tell everybody." He wouldn't even come out of his tent. It was freezing cold. We're out there shooting this scene and there's a problem on the set and he's 50 yards away in his tent. We go, George, what do we do? There's a problem. And he goes, I'm looking at fucking Jupiter. It was ridiculous. <laughs>
3: <laughs> whatever you want. Just whatever you want.
1: So um, I'm looking at fucking
3: Jupiter. I'd, I'd like the like the So this, this movie, uh, the mess that it is, it represents that old Hollywood trope, right? where people from the big city go to a small town mm. and and yeah. are are charmed by it and they're like oh wait that's right my 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 big city way of life is bankrupt in the small town that's the real way let's let's go back to a picture postcard in new england like in fucking valley of the dolls and let's look at churches yeah. covered in snow and like trees that turn orange in in the fucking autumn time you know and it, and it's all this fucking It's, it's this bullshit idea that the small town morality is superior and what it really is, what it really is, is fucking it's, it's also school codified racism for the idea that the the big city, the real, the real problem they have with the big cities is that big cities are multicultural. You're going to meet Jewish people. You're going to meet Italian people. You're going to meet Irish people. You're going to see people wearing fezes and turbans. You know, there's people from all over because there's just more fucking people. And guess what, fucking people? It's better when there's more people because your shit isn't an inbred fucking incestful Texas Chainsaw Massacre shit town (laughs) outhouse. Oh, a covered bridge. It's (laughs) so fucking
2: lovely. Well, guess what, motherfucker? You're all related. You goddamn Dutch bastards. Uh, speaking of, that's two ways I could have seen this being better. I honestly thought this was gonna be like a From Dust Till Dawn thing where it's all about them setting up for a bank robbery and then it turns suddenly into gremlins. <laughs> or it would have been even funnier if this whole peaceful town of wonderful, loving, sweet, honest people turned out to be raging cannibal psychopaths. Yeah, anything, anything and they had to
1: fight uh, their this, way this out of the town. Fuzz, this, this movie, the well, yeah,
3: race. Hot
2: Fuzz. Now, this movie the
3: reminded me group. of three movies specifically, though that did that did themes in it better. The first one's in Bruges. With Colin Farrell. Yes, because right? uh, it's like because uh, we got similar themes here. He's a criminal, right? He's a British gangster, you know, Irish gangster, whatever, you know, like he criminal, shoots a kid. Now. So they take him to what they think is this magic town and show him a good time before they blow him away, you know, and except the the twist is that Colin Farrell hates Bruges. It's a tourist shithole and he doesn't give a fuck. It's like there's yeah. a bunch of windy stairs and you're a bunch of fucking elephants. You know, then you got the ref <laughs> it's supposed to
1: be kind of like a purgatory. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. No.
3: And then you got the ref with Dennis Leary, you know, which I love, which I Yay. keep talking oh, about yeah. so much because you're showing this new York, this, this new England town, which is called old Baybrook, by the way, my on old Saybrook, maybe a little bit. That's where my grandparents live. Um, Oh yeah. No, and and it's like, yeah, you're charming new England town. It's actually kind of a shithole. Um, and, uh, <laughs> lastly <laughs> is the wrong guy, um, with what's his name from kids in the hall. Um, uh, th- now, the oh. reason I bring up the wrong guy, because that one's largely like a man on the run kind of Hitchcock movie parody, you know, <laughs> mm-hmm. I'm not a murderer. I'm an alleged murderer. There's a difference. Uh, <laughs> so in, in, in that one, he winds up going to a small town and working at a bank. And the twist there is, is that they're playing on the Depression era movie trope where th- where there were always uh, sweet, innocent farmers harassed by evil bankers. And in that one, there's a sweet, innocent banker harassed by an evil farmer. Oh, it's Dave Foley. Yeah, Dave Foley. Right. Uh, uh, I have been drinking, so names aren't going to come as readily. <laughs> I'm having Cuervo. Fuck the world. Um, so, so the the, the thing with uh, Donald Moffat's character uh, playing Clifford Anderson is that in this he's the sweet innocent banker, right? Except mm-hmm. they, they're not they're not reversing any trope. They're just doing it. They're just doing it straight up. So it's like, wait a minute, wait a minute. Yeah. So like, is this like an unconscious like yay capitalist kind of a thing? You're going to ruin the Winterfest. So. It's like, what? What?
2: This is going to ruin
1: the this town. This is going to
3: ruin the town.
1: Well, and there I are some like things I'm just, just becoming like, aware um, of. That element was just a <laughs> ripoff of It's a Wonderful Life.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, what'd you do with that money, you silly, stupid old
3: man?
2: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. One of us is going to
0: jail yeah, not going to money. be there.
2: <laughs> that money's basically ours. <laughs>
3: it's like, so, um, you went to a town with one fucking bank. Fuck yeah. you, town. One-horse town. I mean, okay, the real Paradise, Pennsylvania... It, is it actually was cool. a one-horse town. It was, yeah. Yay. Merlin the horse, who keeps showing up. <laughs> I would feel really bad if it froze a horse.
1: <laughs> I feel so
3: bad for John Lovitz and Dana Carvey just trying so hard, you know, and they just got... There's just... Yeah. This was just horribly miscast. This is fucking... Well... Do you, do you think so? Do you, do you, I mean, I know we're not at face off yet, but do you, do you really th-
1: No, I think no. that like I honestly think that well, I don't that it I would've... don't think
3: the movie should have happened at all, but uh if it did yeah, happen, it, it if it had a better director, it could have been something. Well, no,
1: I, I, yeah. I was yeah. actually thinking
3: uh partway through it, speaking of recasting, is that if Danny DeVito mm-hmm. had directed it? Um, yeah. It really, that it really could have been something because, like, I feel like the the first like half hour or so would have been virtually unchanged, and then the rest of it would have played out much better without any actual visible smarm. Like, throw a mama from the train, yeah. You know, like there's a motive <laughs> oh, <yeah>. in there, <laughs> that but there's too, no smarm.
2: <laughs> you know, like that's honestly, I yeah. So th- 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 just Go I was just gonna say that this was <laughs> a really good movie, man. You <laughs> know, well, yeah. I was just saying the thing that kept coming back to me was uh, Tropic Thunder. Because a lot of people like, oh, we love that Robert De Niro's in this. We like Jack Black playing his Eddie Murphy-type style character. They only laugh at my But thoughts. everyone else was like, they didn't give a shit about Ben Stiller. Because, like, well, God, he's not really an action hero type. But it still was a good casting because he knew what to do with the people he had. And he knew what to do with the material. You know, there was that... Uh, I kind of think this is the same There was that way. MTV
3: Awards thing where he did the thing where he's Tom Cruise's stunt double. And he names himself Tom Cruise. Oh, yeah. And yeah. they have John Woo in there. And they're like, okay, other Tom. You know, and there's a great bit yeah. at the end where he matches Tom Cruise's laugh with Tom Cruise just perfectly. It's like, <laughs> 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 like just, just like you know, like like it was, it was cool shit. You know. Um, oh
0: yeah. Well,
1: this week I watched Don't Look Now, and oh my I, god, you I watched a have. good I movie. Watch that. Yeah, I know. <laughs>
0: you know, I really love Donald Sutherland.
3: <laughs> and his ass
0: is
1: yes there's a lot of but in that and you almost see it oh big. yeah you got
3: the fucking scene in that one yeah oh my uh... god the fucking <laughs> scene yeah yeah I'm yeah like, yeah,
1: oh.
0: yeah! <laughs> alright
1: <laughs> that scene came up and I was like whew Oh, oh dude, you no know, back
3: in the 70s, dude, you'd see like Donald Sutherland cock, you know, like every movie, you know, you, yeah. you'd be watching fucking well, fucking uh, you know, uh, yeah, yeah, I don't know. Yep, yep. Donald Sutherland cock. Right? Me and Linda kids. are
2: kind of connected in a Corsican brothers kind of way cuz when you were watching that, I was watching with Lucille the Kentucky Fried movie, which also had <laughs> Donald Sutherland in it and he got Yay. face planted into a cake.
1: <laughs> well, this well, one, he did As face a Pisces, plant, but it was I never know else.
2: what
3: to expect.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> I fucking love you. He, the he face planted there. into a cake, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> Catholic high school girls <laughs> yeah. in trouble.
0: <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> the the only other thing i watched this week was some
1: of
3: the uh adventures of robin hood tv series with richard green who went on to be nayland smith in oh, the jesus yes. franco uh fu manchu movies because in the 60s wow. christopher lee did five movies where he played fu manchu because you could still do that back then mm, and fu he did he did fine you know whatever um you know i mean like it's not He's a treasure it's not acceptable anymore, but, um, the, oh, the first uh, two yeah. movies are by Don Sharp, and they're pretty entertaining. The The third one is pretty meh. And the last two are by Jesus Franco, and Jesus Franco really doesn't like to plan shooting things. He just sort of likes to have handheld cameras and zip zooms and, like, some blood and maybe some tits. That's that's Jesus Franco. That's as far as he plans. Some people hmm. are like in a big cult following for him, but he really is pretty much the worst director ever. Except, of course, yeah. for George Gallo yeah Gallow. so I, I, I back back to trapped in paradise though i'd like to point out this movie has a couple <laughs> of times where there are jokes like they were scripted jokes yeah and then the movie just sort of undoes them
1: yeah like like they're, they're
3: the, the fbi guys uh are following the car right you know like fucking um, uh you, you remember that duh. bit yeah 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 the license number ends in duh and they're reading it off and they're being all stiff and then they all go duh it's like Yeah, that was the joke. We don't need to explain fuckface. Yeah. You know, or the bit at the end where they're where they're in the Greyhound bus and the mother's (laughs) like, When are you two gonna get married? And it's like, well we're not traveling to (laughs) each other. (laughs) And everybody laughs. It's like you're not supposed to laugh at your own
1: joke, you goddamn bastards. You're doing a comedy. <laughs> not only that, but it goes on for a long. Oh yeah. It's like it's like, where it it's like oh they're still laughing. It okay. should have
3: been like like Dana Carvey just like sort of says it off the cuff, like he doesn't get it, and then fishes out the payday because they're doing the product placement at the end. You know, right. like like oh, it should it should have yeah. just been like like he just says it like they're not thinking about it because it's not supposed to be a joke to the characters. The audience is supposed to laugh. No. The characters are supposed to be confused and befuddled. Also, there's a three legged dog. Yeah.
1: Also something that would have been fixed with direction. Yeah, yeah, fucking,
3: fucking anything. God damn it. It's like, here's the thing. Comedy does not just happen organically. You cannot just improvise an entire movie and have it be funny. I'm sorry. You might have fun, but the audience will not. Comedy involves timing. Careful timing and planning. Not just any old shit is funny. Not just pet balls are funny. You got to be Billy fucking Wilder. It's a uh, goddamn science.
1: Well, I guess that's why Gallo ended up blaming them for it tanking yeah. because he well, I just told them to do whatever they wanted. Some comedians in a movie, and they're just going to make it funny as hell. Well, well that's yeah. the thing. It's like Cage is
3: funny, but... but he's not strictly a comedy actor, like Dana Carvey and John Lovitz are. No. But it's like, yeah. it's like they're only as good as the whole movie is going to be.
1: Exactly. And yeah. while there are like, some good moments and there's some good scenes, some it's like there.
3: you got to make a hole, man. It's like, and they did not fix it with mm-hmm. editing, by the way.
2: Well, that's something I was reminded of. Uh, Red Letter Media had coined the phrase, wh- our phrase was a anomaly, where it's like, it's a, supposed to be a comedy. They tell a joke, but the joke is just killed on delivery. It's they take everything out of it because they're trying to tell you this is the joke, this is what you're supposed to laugh at. And yeah. you shouldn't, when you're watching a comedy in the first place, like with this, you shouldn't be able to say, okay, I know where this is going to go because they're so obviously setting this up because of how stupid it is. But even then, as you realize, even as stupid as your prediction could have been, it would have been so much better than what they did and what happened. Yeah. Because even in the end, I honestly thought they were gonna end up. Because I forgot about seeing this film too when we saw it as well, and I can't remember if we saw it in the theater with our parents or if we rented. This it. This is my first I think time. But, I it myself. Yeah, but it's like when we when they're going after them and the uh, two guys that escaped prison who told everyone about the bank being robbed. I honestly thought they were going to pin it all on those two.
1: Yeah, I mean, and that that that's
2: have made how it going to end out in the end. Or, or pin yeah, it on it the have idiot made so deputies. Much more sense. It's like, you have these other groups. It would have made would've... so much more sense versus the FBI knowing mm-hmm. that everyone's covering for them and he, then deciding the FBI they, just they wags a just, finger at you and goes, we know you're guilty. Yeah, <laughs> they
3: just went with the worst possible ending. This is actually how Vittorio yeah. De Sica's After the Fox played out, which is, is another movie that just shits all over itself. Yeah, this is how Miller's Crossing ended, by the way, everyone. <laughs> okay, so so I'm glad you brought that up because we didn't mention that before. So so they they, they got this letter. John Lovett says this letter from their former cellmate guy or whatever the fuck, some guy oh, from jail. Yeah, yeah, and they're talking that, that, that this he's this murderer in prison who tells everybody about this bank that's so easy to rob. It's like he's murdered more people than Ferris, Forest Lawn or buried more people than Forest Lawn. And then immediately after yeah. the robbery, it's immediately. Through the jungle, uh, for the through the prison pipeline, somehow through through the grapevine, somehow he immediately finds out that the bank has been robbed. He flips the table because they're all there in the mess hall. Yes. they break out of jail in a scene that just isn't there. Kidnap uh their mother, the Furpo brothers' mother, and then they start driving uh, to Paradise, Pennsylvania, and and their mother. They 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 put her in the trunk and gag her. Then there's a part yeah. where uh, where Dana Carvey reveals to Cage when they're in this diner that that John Lovett set the whole thing up and and that he and that uh, Nicholas Cage was never wanted by the law. It was all to get them to this town to rob this bank. So Cage flips that table over and he goes out to the truck stop <laughs> and he gets a ride with the two guys who just escaped from jail because he doesn't know who they are because he wasn't in jail. Right. Then they're driving along and he hears the knocking sound in the trunk that he does not know is his mother because she's gagged and uh and he and he says i love people you know oh isn't life great and, and he's like it's like oh it's like you fall in love with a girl named sarah huh my daughter's named sarah and there's only one sarah in the whole world do you have a picture of her yeah. it's like no the only picture i have in my in my wallet is of my mother and the guy in the back's like really i have a picture in my wallet of my mother too and cage is like well let's compare yeah. compare th-
0: mothers that's another
1: thing so he's in love with this yeah, woman who he's apparently. had he, he maybe, exchanged what, two lines, five with five lines with her <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yep. and like in that scene where he like he tries to uh, kiss her and she says what are you doing Ma- and I was thinking like that's exactly what Ma- I was Manchin fucking Mention only
3: definition is that she tells Dana Carvey to put back the pens Yeah.
1: <laughs> yes. and she lives with <laughs> and the main president
3: Clifford one. Anderson she's their boarder and she lives upstairs so they call her Sarah Upstairs which, yeah, I'm no. sorry but what the fuck.
1: Well, and in that scene when he tries to kiss her she says the the second thing I thought of, like, you don't know me. You, <laughs> it's like, yeah, you no don't shit. know me. Like, <laughs> it's not like he's like 17 years old and they're at a party or something. Like what the fuck? Like you you don't know who the fuck that is. You've had hey, maybe a maybe they should have uh, you don't know where he's her. been. Maybe they should have recast <laughs> yeah. her as
3: a 1990s Halle Berry. You don't like it, yeah, woo? You know, I had to do that. <laughs> I had to. No, you didn't. <laughs> Ooh, or Queen Latifah? They could have made this a Queen Latifah oh movie. Oh my god! Yeah, oh, like Latifah. Last Holiday. My queen. I cannot feel <laughs> no. my face right now. I'm a real lightweight.
2: Hey, it's all right. Uh,
3: everything's all right, guy. Fuck, everything's all right now. Fuck this movie. <laughs> I'm
0: all right. No need to worry about me so uh
1: um, fuck messina wait. i love logins. <laughs> do you yeah. guys have any other thoughts about the oh movie?
3: i'd like to point out by the way that like many of our uh uh many of our granny trilogy Sunshine trilogy uh cage movies uh this movie mm-hmm. also has a rat pack theme song over the end credits You're nobody
2: till somebody loves you. And the movie also, during the beginning, showed you, like the old time musicals used to, everything that's going to happen in the film. Things that are in the film, where you have the three of them in the horse-pulled sleigh. You have the train going by. You get the CGI title
3: where they try to make it look like it's on the window
2: glass. Yeah, yeah. Uh, otherwise, the less said about this movie, the better. It's it's from 20th Century Fox, who uh-huh. have done some
3: of the best yeah. and some of the worst movies ever made.
2: Well, um, I I kind of laughed involuntarily during the middle of this, and Lucille's like, what is it? What did I miss? And it's like, there was no joke. I just started laughing because I honestly thought the woman playing uh, Sarah was Phoebe Cates, and I thought they were totally oh, going to go into dude. how this is why she had such a bad Christmas experience in Grimlin. <laughs> we
1: should have watched <laughs> Think with an Angel
2: instead of this. You're so
3: right, Donnie. Uh, yeah. Uh, no, it's
1: Matchin- Matchinamic from uh, did, She plays Shelly in uh, Twin Peaks. Did any
3: of you see the movie Christmas in Connecticut with Barbara Stanwyck?
1: Yes. You did?
3: I haven't oh, seen it. Boy. How was that?
1: Um... I don't know. It was a I, thing. It depends on your your level of drunkenness. Okay, so but, I'm uh, I'm fairly
3: drunk right now. Uh, should I watch it?
1: <laughs> then, then watch it. <laughs> I, um, we should probably get back to the movie. I
3: though. haven't. I'm gonna I'm <laughs> gonna say right now for fans at home. Uh, I haven't been drinking for most of the podcast since early on, since I figured I had things to do later on. But I, I wound up going out earlier, so I'm just gonna get crunk. Oh yeah. Um. No, but uh, honestly, for the for the first I know I know we've said this before, but like for about the first 20, 30 minutes of this movie, I couldn't understand all the hate for it. And then there's the there's the part where after so they robbed the bank and it's a it's a pretty funny scene because because the the, the Anderson's wife, uh, the bank president's wife is in there, but the bank president is at lunch across the street.
1: I'm gonna get you. I'm gonna get you. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, so Cage, and,
3: and, and, and he's like, well, when's he, when's he gonna be back? And, uh, and the wife's like, well, 45 minutes. And John Lovett's like, hey, 45 minutes, not bad. And, and Cage's like, you need a lobotomy. So Cage goes across the street uh, with Dana Carvey, and they and they and and, he, and and he can't get through the restaurant. The restaurant's crowded, so he says this is a robbery, and the restaurant owner's like, <laughs> it, like starts going towards the till. And tells, and Cage is like, "Where are you going?" And she says, "It's a robbery. I'm going to go get the money out of the register." And he's like, "I'm robbing <laughs> the bank."
1: <laughs> she says, and she's like oh bank but the banks across, the, across street. the street and he's like i know that i'm
3: going to get the bank president and 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 uh and and the president from clear and present danger there moffat stands up it's like oh okay that's me you know uh and, yeah. and then he takes all the diners hostage across the street to the bank meanwhile john Lovitz says <laughs> have him do do yoga and sing a song it's like oh you yeah. can't go to heaven if you don't you hold still but if you move <laughs> you're still. gonna get killed <laughs> Now don't you feel (laughs) better? You know it's 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 pretty it's tolerably it's tolerably funny. It's at least it's what you expect, right? And apparently not at many laughs. Yeah, and then and then for some reason, even though this bank has a sleeping security guard and a security camera that's not plugged in, there's a fucking laser motion detector in an open vault while the bank is open, which does not make any fucking sense. But. Uh, I, I work. I work at an alarm monitoring center for a living. So, and that has given me some insight into the fact that movies do not know how alarm systems work. No. Yeah. So that's bullshit. But it's fine. It's a movie. Movies are bullshit. It's fine. They're just entertainment.
1: And. Well, I read somewhere that uh, while they were so miserable, like recording in the cold and the the fucking dark, that they would come up with songs. And I really wish that I could hear some of those songs.
3: You know, I, yeah, I bet there's a whole, uh, but there's, but there's, yeah, yeah, but there's some great outtakes out there or something. You know, like. You know.
2: Well, here's a good question for you all because it does link two other Cage films together. Uh, what bank robbery scene was better, this one or Raising Arizona? <laughs>
3: you yeah, <laughs> know i mean honestly, well which well, isn't really
0: done setups, uh, like but... freeze or yeah. get on
2: the floor if i drop i'll be I mean, in motion see they even tried doing that it could have been funny too with I'll, uh I'll, who has the keys raise your hand yeah, right
3: yeah. yeah no and in, in in raising arizona also cage's accent is more consistent his character makes sense oh right? yeah yeah i it's a we keep running into this and I guess it's a thing in storytelling in general. Like it's a thing that I long mm-hmm. neglected. I'll be honest. Like, cause I, I try, I attempt writing as well. And you know, it's, and I'm not claiming to be good or anything, but like, like I always undersold the concept of thematics, you know, like having, oh, having, yeah. having, having, having something consistent throughout the story to sort of try, tie it together. Some movies overdo it. Like goddamn after earth. It's like, take a knee, stand me up. You know, it's <laughs> like, cause that movie's a yeah. piece of shit. But, um, but then you see movies like Trapped in Paradise where things are introduced and you just expect them to be followed through on. And they just yeah, are not. Yeah. It's like you, you, one of the best scenes in the movie is early on where Cage goes to confession. He says it's been two weeks from last confession. And the priest is like, are you are you Furpo? It's been five years. What the fuck are you talking about? And the, yeah. and the priest is doing the crossword and he has the reveal about his brothers. Yeah. You know, it's, yeah. it's pure exposition, but it's a cute scene, you know, and, and yeah. Cage mentions the wallet and karma. And it just doesn't go yeah, anywhere. Yeah. It's like, are we supposed to put this A together on our own? You're supposed anywhere. to follow up. There's supposed to be <laughs> symbolism, there's supposed to be imagery. Even if
2: it's oh, th- the whole movie is symbolism because you're trapped <laughs> for an hour and fifty minutes while you're watching this movie. <laughs> so I,
3: I, I, I did not know what, pra- pra- what trapped in paradise was when you said it coming up. I remembered a movie about some assholes going to a resort in the tropics. I didn't, I didn't remember yes. that there was a movie about people going to a snowy village in Pennsylvania. You know, like I didn't know this movie existed basically, even though I think I'd seen the DVD cover before. By the way, this thing is like the worst movie poster ever. It's like Cage Lovitz and Dana Carvey wearing their snow outfits in a snow globe. It's the laziest fucking thing. It looks like a straight-to-video comedy from, like, 2000. Yeah. Oh, I agree.
1: Well, it's kind of getting into face-off, but I think that, like, We're No Angels did it so much better. Yeah, 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 yeah. What did I
3: have? Nothing. Yeah, with Spicoli, you know, with the did I did I tell you guys you know, that you know. I had a dream about uh, about Sean Penn after oh my God. on my talk about George no, Bush? No, after my YouTube, on my first uh, after I did my first drawing video, I had a dream that that we we all hung out with Sean Penn and we were old pals of his, and that he had a drawing video, and I was and I and I was loath to post it because I was afraid that there was some sort of copyright co- uh, tie up with it.
1: Do you think he would like give us the skinny on Madonna?
3: Dude. Do we need it? In the 80s, 80. she was so fucking awesome.
1: I I, oh, and I, I Now your she's heart. on Eurovision, and no I'll one make wanted her to. You there. love me. Do do do, <laughs> do, 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 do. So, do you guys feel ready for Face Off? Oh, Jesus. I have been Christ. ready
2: since I saw this okay, movie. Okay, well, the movie
3: should not <laughs> have happened, but if, if we're going to cast it, Donnie, go, go for it. Nail it.
2: All right, I'm going to fucking nail, nail this that thing mother. to a cross, oh. and everyone's going to love it.
1: Like a mother. Okay, so
2: in, <laughs> I would recast the director first and foremost with Leonard Nimoy, oh, yeah, and lady, in the part of Nick Cage, I would put Tom Selleck makes sense and in the part of let's say dana carvey we would put steve gutenberg wait a minute (laughs) and in the part of john lovitz we would have ted (laughs) (laughs) it would be called three men trapped in paradise
1: (laughs) and a little paradise (laughs) (laughs) i was i was thinking
3: that it almost would have been it would have at least been a more coherent movie if Cage's two brothers yeah. had been more in the background and, and the romance had actually been a focus, it would at least yeah, justify absolutely. the existence of our romance, by the way.
2: Well, even then, it still would have been better, too, if you just had Cage as the voice of reason and those two dipshits, who were obviously dipshits and stealing, constantly being who he had to wrangle in instead of suddenly becoming the fucking ringleader and then having a conscience after everything, Before done. writing
3: Midnight oh. Run, George Gallo also wrote uh, Brian De Palma's Wise Guys with Danny DeVito and uh, fucking Joe Piscopo, which I have never seen, oh, I but I get the impression nobody else has seen it either. Yeah.
1: You know, you're right. If they would have gotten rid of the, the romance altogether, it would have been a much well, better yeah. movie. Well, frankly, and yeah, if it, it just been about him and explain... his brothers, you
3: know, like... Uh.
1: Well, and you wouldn't have to explain why uh, why the, the the inmate who's uh, you know he's talking about this the perfect uh, bank to to uh, rob. You, you wouldn't have to explain why it just so happens so, to be uh, the employer of his daughter I, I'm as glad well. you brought that up. So so she
3: mentioned, like, like loving the people in the town and feeling bad about being the pussies. Right. Now, was that just about her going there under a fake last name and lying about the being the daughter of a felon? Or was she actually placed there as some kind of setup for a future robbery on his exactly. part? Exactly. Like, was he planning to but rob that bank? Like, it's never spelled worse. out. There's a lot missing. Yeah. There's the there's like, there's like the part of the end where where all the characters are confronted with one another, where the crooked deputy who runs the store and the differently abled uh, son of the sheriff, you know, uh, have got the three yeah. brothers kidnapped, the Furpo brothers kidnapped. And then they bring them to the house of the bank president where the two guys who have escaped from jail, had their mother tied up and say, like, like, I'm being held hostage on the night when Jesus was born. Yeah. The mother's a laugh riot. know She's
2: great. Um, yeah. She is. Yeah. And John Lovett swears on his mother's of... grave while they have a gun to his mother's head. <laughs> 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 Don't say that. Don't say that. <laughs> 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 I just kind of feel this falls into something that, uh oh, um, god damn, I just, for, Groucho Marx yeah. said with how he loved doing their movies versus doing what they've done in Vaudeville, but he hated Hollywood for it because they always had to interject, a love story into yeah. it. And he's like, why can't you just do comedy? Like, because nobody can sit through a whole comedy. You have to have a love interest. You have to have a musical, dance thing. Yeah, this is, and they this hated is, that This bullshit. is why movies, movies in the 30s and it. 40s,
3: as well, as fondly as we may look back on some of them, on the whole, they were bullshit. I saw a fucking yeah. horror movie. This was supposed to be a blood-curdling fucking horror movie from 1940. Don't remember what it was called. It doesn't matter. It's free on YouTube. Uh, Birth of a Nation? Yeah, yeah funniest movie ever. Um, <laughs> we are in the 40s, and it still has some of those fucking, like, the, this three-bitch, like, white-bitch vocal group being like, Boogie Boogie Peekable from Company B. It's like, fuck off! Where are the Supremes? Get off my stage! <laughs> Where's <twats>? the tits? <laughs> well, and
1: that's why Tina Fey, when she was doing Thirty Rock, she she established that her character didn't like sex, wasn't comfortable with it, well, and was. she's the is like when person. you are
3: doing a comedy, you either actually establish the dramatic bits and let it be a source for humor right. later on, or you just have the whole thing tongue yeah. in cheek and have the romance itself be 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 humor, which this doesn't do. Yeah. Well, it's, like, it's like it's like you, you need you like need to either build your drama and have comedy come organically from that, or you really actually need to be goofy and not just be a chicken shit.
2: Yeah, and speaking right. of tongues in cheek, Adrian, what is your face off? Oh my fucking god, burn it all! Um, <laughs> uh, I I uh,
3: okay, I I think I had one a moment ago. I have been drinking. I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna reestablish that. Um, I can't help but think that <laughs> this Bernhard. actually uh, might might have been uh, uh, a pretty good uh, Steve Martin Goldie Hawn movie. That's true. You know, because I, I and I feel like they, they like all uh right. you know like like Shopgirl you know you got this kind of New Hampshire theme going on there uh, Vermont yeah okay people in New New Hampshire New Vermont like I'm I'm fucking three thousand miles from you I get you all confused <laughs> uh, Vermont's the one that's closer to Canada okay yeah uh, and New Hampshire's the live free or die one um so you know some yeah. some something like that maybe you get Charles Grodin in there someplace.
1: <laughs> you know, like something. Lord knows he isn't doing something anything.
3: funny. You know, well, in 1994 you could still get him. You know, yeah. You know, but 1994. By the way, one of the other movies that was further down at the box office was, was Pulp Fiction, and like its tenth week. So this is why nobody watched this fucking movie. There were so many fucking options.
1: Get the gimp. <laughs> <laughs>
3: <laughs> it's like, although I don't know why anybody paid to see Star Trek Generations. You know. Like, yeah. I feel bad if they did. Yeah, Apparently, a lot of people did, though, and made money enough for there to be sequels. <laughs> well,
0: if
1: I were to uh, to cast the movie, back in 1994, I would uh, replace Lovitz and Carvey with Martin Lawrence and Will Smith, because oh, they fucking oh. did it. Oh. <laughs> and, uh, like, they already did it. They did an amazing job of it. The only thing um, I liked Will Smith I... in
3: was Six Degrees of Separation with Donald Sutherland
1: oh so good and stalker channing
3: uh legend of bagger vance Um, not so much
1: but if i were to remake it like today um i would uh well first of all gala wouldn't be near the fucking story uh wouldn't be allowed near the set we
3: agree though that the biggest recasting is still the director.
1: Yes. Yeah. At, well, director slash writer. I mentioned
2: Robert Altman. If we were to recast, let's get Robert
1: Rodriguez. Idle, <laughs> idle,
2: Robert Rodriguez.
1: <laughs> um, I wouldn't her have heard of it. Eli Roth. <laughs> Eli <laughs> Roth. <laughs> Roth. No, Roth. <no>, that was <laughs> one of my fucking thoughts. It's
3: like, it's like small town in Pennsylvania. How do they not die? How did they not get murdered by a tin horn <laughs> sheriff and wind up on a fucking knee hook? I'm sorry. Pennsylvania might be right up near New-, New York and all that shit, but really it's like, it might as well be Alabama. <sighs> Yeah, yeah, this could have been a not, prequel to the crazy. I've, I've always you know. wanted to go to Pennsylvania, <laughs> but the reason I wanted to go to Pennsylvania was not for cute small towns and for cultural goodies. It was for the fact that there's a town, there's Centralia, Pennsylvania, which has had a freaking underground coal fire for like over fifty years. This is the town that Silent no to Hill was based on, Phil. and they got all oh, those yeah. freaky steel <laughs> towns like 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 in that yeah. that that movie. Um, Oh Jesus! Like an iron maze with a uh, with a uh, with
1: fucking yeah, yeah.
3: Um, Jeff Fahey. Uh.
1: Well, if I had to reboot it, I would. Uh, I decided that I'm going to go all Chris all the way. I'm going to have Chris Evans, Chris O'Dowd, and Chris Pratt, Wait, Chris Elliott. If one of them, oh <laughs> yeah, well, if one of them can't do it, then of course you get Chris Elliott for the Nick Cage role. Yeah, and uh, <laughs> maybe uh, some Chris Hemsworth. Uh, fuck it. We're we're yeah, gonna we're to marvel the
2: show and up. the ghost of Chris Reeve.
1: Because <laughs> <laughs> why not?
2: <laughs> some nice. Yeah, let's go, uncanny some valley. Some nice Chris <laughs> just Let <it>. CGI. Everyone.
3: <laughs> <laughs> oh sure. dear God! I can't feel my feet either. So, uh, yeah.
1: Were you able to find any wisdom other than uh, take it slow and easy with the the booze? Um,
3: huh. well, if you believe yourself to be innocent, uh, maybe confront the cops who have come out to see, to see if there's a diaper yeah. on the roof and just say, Hey, uh, am I wanted for anything and just sort of deal with it <laughs> rather than just assume that you're a compulsive liar brother uh, is telling the truth, you know? Yeah. Also um, when they're in quote oh, unquote when... New Jersey at that gas station, Cage pretty much reveals that he doesn't believe John Lovitz and yet he goes with it anyway.
2: Oh God. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah uh whenever you see a sign that says free pin take one it doesn't mean take all you know i didn't know that well, before that's but that's lesson. uh that's good good knowledge it said take one yeah, okay.
3: yeah it, you should get no problem with me no because i wouldn't want there to be any problems where well, there's starting to be and
1: oh. if you're gonna have cookie ornaments on your tree you better make them edible I think my
3: favorite yeah. moment, though, from the whole movie, is the part where uh, Clovis falls off the horse, and the sheriff's like, "Sorry about my son; he's a little <laughs> slow." And then Dana Carvey like points at him and winks. <laughs>
0: it's yeah. like, oh man, <laughs>
3: it's it's like a,
2: you know, yeah, they're bonding. This is great. Yeah. Honestly, um, I'm surprised no one said clean up on aisle three, but oh, my favorite joke that got no fuck. laughs was when John Lovitz was talking about the yoga. He's like, yeah, I learned it in prison.
1: Yeah, it really helpful when you got ten guys,
3: guys
2: surrounding yeah.
1: you. <laughs> You're this was way back it. in the Cretaceous
3: period, which is periods go. It was a mother. And I feel like like my reptilian brother, I will rise above my problems, never to return.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I'd say that the wisdom I found was it's bad to rob a bank, but if you do, make sure to get to know the town, make friends with them all, and return the money.
2: And give the money to the church. Now, what I don't understand
1: is
3: they opened the vault and the gate was closed, but there were big freaking gaps in
2: the gate. Just yes! shoved the bag yeah. through it, dumbass. And exactly. End the movie. For the love of God, end the movie. They could have just left the money in the bank. They were just already in the bank. The car, yeah.
1: Yes. There are, so these,
3: there are multiple long in-the-snow car chases for some reason. And usually an action sequence is the thing that wakes you up because you're like, plot, character, I am bored, shoot somebody. And yet this movie, it shuts it right down for some reason. The action just shuts it right down
2: well you have to get the hobbits to isengard and then from there get them to mordor It's uh, like just can't simply oh walk wait into a minute mordor. you can't just rock
3: into mordor we gotta go and meet yeah. the giant spider and Tolkien's like i wasn't organized at all why is this regarded as a classic <laughs> i was
1: high there was i Donald was gonna Sutter make Dick. captain paradise then i got high <laughs>
3: it was gonna come out real nice and then I got
0: high. God damn it. If <laughs> it gets shit on my credit. You know
1: why? Um There's a lesson, actually, I learned the hard way in life, and that's that you can't choose your family, especially you can't choose your siblings.
3: (laughs) You guys guys are lucky I'm not on here with my brother. It would
2: be a shit show. Speaking of siblings, we should mention something that we are going to eventually do, which was my sister said she was going to write a book about life with me called The Handbasket to Hell. And I was going to subsequently write another book called Weaving the Basket, My Life (laughs) with My Sister. I thought that book was going to be called The Killing Jar. (laughs) 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 Uh, Somewhere Mark Hamill (laughs) proves.
1: So, with
2: that... Movie bad, hate movie... (laughs)
1: Linda,
3: (laughs) what movie are we suffering through next week? Why don't you just fucking illuminate it for us so we can shoot ourselves now? settle down
1: little one and call me dad (laughs) we're gonna get to it
0: and wants to know what's coming next my children
1: (laughs) first of all I would like to uh, give uh, two big shout outs to our friends over at Toys For Us Um, awesome podcast about the toys that we loved as kids and uh, also uh, a lot of pop culture in there from our childhoods as well and also so, uh bottom of the stream i just found these guys Tell us about bottom of the stream are... well I'm there's so a stream at the bottom of the stream it, <laughs> <laughs> i uh actually found these guys on uh the uh nick cage reddit uh they just at covered the clinic uh they just covered uh between two worlds which we're gonna eventually have to get to but uh, is that a nicholas cage cover... movie Linda? yes indeed it oh, is i can't
3: film the face <laughs>
0: Don't take your face off. <laughs> I'm better than good. I'm me. E.
1: <laughs> Bottom of the stream is an awesome weekly podcast that covers the uh, the lesser known gems uh, that are streaming, like on Netflix. Oh shit! And uh, they're a really awesome pod. You got to give them a check out. Uh, in the meantime, I would say please, please listen, follow, rate at review if you're still listening talk like a man please listen follow rate and review us can you edit Adrian out please rate and review cages kiss on apple podcast stitcher <laughs> spotify podcorn uh, youtube if you don't have a podcorn account be sure to use the code cages kiss on uh, one word, i might
3: have had too much uh, to get points
1: for us and for you <laughs> and, um, now uh, remember you can find cages kiss on facebook and on twitter at at cages kiss you can visit our website at cages uh please do. was there like a Podcoin
3: uh, or a pod bean or Pod people or what 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 else was
1: Oh
2: yeah, where you have to use the code cage's fist where you get ten yeah, percent Don't that forget good to good. mention the boy who blew, you get an extra five percent off. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> We're on your mom's bean, you know what I'm saying? Oh my <laughs> people with my clothes <laughs> off, <laughs> oh,
3: thank
0: you.
1: Also write to us <laughs> at CAGESKISS Jesus at Christ. gmail.com. You sons of bitches, do you have any plugs? Uh... <laughs>
2: <laughs> Only in your mother? <laughs> yeah! <laughs> yeah. Just call too me too dad! So. <laughs> uh, if,
1: Donnie, if, what the fuck do you Yeah, have? Donnie,
2: what the fuck? Uh, not Besides or gonorrhea. Good, the doctor came back. I actually want a daughter and I want to name her Gonorrhea. That's, That's beautiful. beautiful. I've seen it. Uh, That's my mother's name. I am the boy who blew on Pornhub or something. I'm also Unreal Goals on Twitter. And that's what the butt's for, Adrian. Yeah. Uh, uh, <laughs> hey,
3: everybody. Uh. I'm Adrian Smith. Uh. I learned that stealing and stuff is bullshit. Um, but uh, mostly you can find me on as uh, Leo the Fox on DeviantArt.com. If you don't know how to find that, that means you haven't been listening. So fuck you. Um, yeah, uh, yeah uh, you can find on there my uh, recent stream of artworks. Some Nicholas Cage-related art actually went up not too long ago. And I've got a continuing Penny Dreadful style story written in 19th century manner, which was vaguely based on my experiences with Mystery Science Theater 3000, believe it or not. Furthermore, <laughs> uh, I have a YouTube under A.A. Smith where you can find me bitching about books that you've never read and some of which you should never read. What the fuck?
2: Yeah. yeah
1: you'll find me probably drinking and watching more movies you gotta movies, help me finish the tequila drive
3: something. down here and then drive back after you got a load on
1: Big girl, you know, i saw another uh horror movie <laughs> i took donnie's advice and watched resolution to get ready for oh, the endless was really fucking good really fucking i know good. right <laughs> Oh, God it, damn, have you guys ever seen it, it,
2: Demon
3: Warp with George Kennedy with the werewolves and aliens
1: is yes. that movie yes. bitches. <laughs> it's
3: fucking yeah, amazing it's fucking ama- people at home do not watch Trapped in Paradise watch Demon Warp
1: or Resolution yeah. Yeah. or The Muppet Christmas Carol or The Great Muppet Gaper
3: <laughs> The Muppet Gaper Carol
1: <laughs> the, what movie are we doing next week well we will be back next week with Kiss of King uh... <laughs> stars David
3: Caruso. Can't
2: we just skip to Snake Eyes instead?
3: <laughs> nope. I want to see Lieutenant oh. Dan
1: in
2: cage. It's
3: today going to be Shimmer Shaker Day.
1: And then That DNA looks human. God damn it. <laughs> I'm here in the fields. I fight for my fields. I get back into bow, bow. my living yeah, yeah 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 yeah. I mean, maybe we'll see you guys next week. I don't, I don't know. I just don't know. I anymore. only
2: drink when I'm uh, recording.
1: Fuck off. I can quit. Why fun. don't more
2: people watch Jag anymore? <laughs> hey, fuck Jag. I watched the <laughs> sub Jag show. I watch James Brolin and
3: Pensacola Wings of Gold.
1: Why don't you let me <laughs> do the Kraken and you do the Jag? I got the I got fucking you know, steel here. You
3: give me your bullshit thing. I'll watch it, motherfucker. Uh, Tell me yeah. about your bullshit thing on our website, and I'll fucking watch it and report back on the goddamn Cagecast. How about that, motherfucker? We'll watch the shit out. You want a plug? I'll watch it. I got nothing better to do. I watched the four-hour version of Dune. You can't hurt me. <laughs> your name is a killing word. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Tell me of your home world, Uso. <laughs> yeah. Everyone we... walk without rhythm. Peace out. Well,
1: can we please let them go now? mom. <laughs> we... uh, we... I want to They the can't go because they don't have the key. Key, key, key. Gonna get you. I'm gonna get you. <laughs> oh goddamn
3: it! Oh.
0: key, <laughs> Cage.
2: <laughs> uh... I could eat a page for hours, please.